time together to study God's Word. We're talking about the Holy Spirit, and we're talking about the symbols that are used in Scripture of the Holy Spirit. And we talked about first the dove, like was the Holy Spirit like a dove descended upon Jesus at his baptism. And in uh, John chapter 3, there's another picture given of the Holy Spirit. It is the wind. The Holy Spirit is described as a wind. And I, I want to read to you from John chapter 3, <clears throat> beginning at verse 5. Jesus said, truly I tell you, no one, he's talking to Nicodemus, a religious leader, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they're born of water and spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. It hears its, You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. Also, the Bible describes the Holy Spirit coming upon the people of of God in in Acts, the early Christians, in Acts chapter 2, verse 2, when it says the, the, the Holy Spirit came like a, a, a blowing, mighty, violent, powerful wind upon them. <clears throat> so the, this symbol, let's look at it for a moment, the wind. The Holy Spirit, like the wind, is totally and completely active. Jesus said the wind blows always, everywhere. The wind is never still. You may not notice it's blowing, but it is slightly at least. Or you may notice it because it's a, a tornado or it's a hurricane or it's blowing uh, 30, 40 miles an hour. So the Spirit does. The Bible says there's never been a time in history when God was not working, when his Spirit, the wind of God, way back in the book of Genesis in the creation, the Bible says the Spirit of God was moving over the, the face of the waters. And in the last page of the Bible, the Bible said the spirit and the church say come and, and trust Christ. So in the true extremes of history, at the beginning and at the end, there's the wind of God's spirit working. David cried in Psalm 139, where shall I go from your spirit and where shall I free, flee from your presence? He said there's no place to go because always the wind of God is there. The spirit of God is there. One characteristic of the wind is that it is irregular and uh, what that means is you can't really judge exactly what, what it's going to do or what it's going to be so often it's barely a rustle you can see a little leaf moving sometimes it's a roaring tornado and the Holy Spirit is working and we can't always judge how he works sometimes he works quietly and uh, speaks with a small almost silent voice, just barely enough to be noticed in our hearts. Sometimes he speaks powerfully, like a mighty rushing wind. But wind is always air in motion. No matter whether it's just a tiny breeze or a tornado, the same components are there, but the velocity is the difference. And what we need today is a mighty, mighty wind of God, a mighty work of God's spirit, a mighty spiritual awakening and revival that would pour through our land, that would turn things right side up and change men's thinkings and thinking and men's hearts and men's lives. And that would only come as the Holy Spirit works. Also, the Holy Spirit, like the wind, is totally sovereign. And what I mean by that is uh, he is in control of his own destiny. There is no one who can control the Spirit. You can't control him. He blows, Jesus said, where he wishes, like the wind. He goes where he wants to, like the wind. See, the wind is free. 
It can't be controlled by man, and it can't be commanded by man. We've done a lot of things. We've been able to to track storms and know where they're going to some extent, though oftentimes we're wrong. But we haven't ever been able to control wind. Uh, Just even recent storms in the Gulf are always judged by the forecasters as going to do this or going to do that, or maybe they won't, maybe they'll do this, and maybe they'll have several tracks they could go because they don't know what they're going to do. And the Holy Spirit is not confined to our formulas, our patterns, our plans. He's free, gloriously free to do what he wants to. We often try to box him in and corner him, but he won't do that. And on the, diff, on the day of Pentecost, the wall fell down as Jesus gave his Holy Spirit to every believer. So uh, men, angels, devils, nobody can stop him. In first century England, the Church of England was dead, and John Wesley was not allowed to speak inside the church, so he stood on his father's tombstone in the graveyard and preached the gospel, and many came to know Christ, and God began a work called the Great Reformation because the Spirit of God was blowing, the wind was blowing, and many people were coming to know Christ. But the Holy Spirit, like the wind, is also uh, very real and very certain. You see, uh, you can't say, I don't believe in wind, If you do, you're very foolish because there's so many evidences of wind. It's everywhere. The trees are swaying, and it's uh, it's just there. I remember as a kid visiting a town in Arkansas where a tornado had ripped through and killed 55 people and demolished the whole town. The power of wind, and it's there. It's real. It's not something that we can just hope or think it might be there, but also... The Holy Spirit, like wind, is mysterious. We do not know where it comes from or where it goes. Nicodemus, who was a very religious man and a very smart man, marveled at when Jesus talked about the new birth and about how he could put his faith and trust in God and really come to a relationship with God. But see, the wind is invisible, and few things in nature are invisible. Rain isn't, and uh, snow isn't, and lightning isn't. But wind is. No one can see the wind. You can't see it with a telescope. You can't see it with a microscope. But you know that God's Spirit can produce life change. When you come into a relationship with Christ, your life can be radically, dynamically, and wonderfully changed as you trust him and as you put your faith in him. And if you haven't, you can do that today by just asking him to forgive your sins and come into your life in his spirit who has convicted you to see your need, will also bring you to the point that you trust him. A Dutch philosopher said, man cannot halt the wind, but we can build windmills. And that's what we can do. We can catch the power of the wind. God's spirit is moving. The wind of God is blowing. I want my life to be a windmill that catches his power. We can do that by being totally right with him and opening up our hearts to trust him and depend on him. And as we do that, his Holy Spirit will take control of our lives and use us for his glory in ways we never imagined possible. I pray that that's what we'll do today. Let your life be a windmill ready to work as God's wind blows. God bless you. Have a great day.